Hello, beautiful, and welcome back to Finding My Perfect Awkward, where I chat with fellow awkward human beings living life in the 21st century. With me today is Daria Abbasi. What's up, girlfriend? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Oh, yay. I'm so excited, too. I'm dyeing my hair again. No way. What color? Um, so This wello red. Ooh. But I'm not dyeing my whole head. I'm just dyeing the parts that faded to brown really quickly. You haven't dyed your hair, though, ever, right? I have never. Would you ever want to? I don't know. It was actually funny um, how we were talking about getting haircuts and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And they were making fun of me for having my hairstylist give me a haircut the other day. But my sister got her hair dyed. Or, like, she usually gets highlights or whatever. So she got them redone. And I was like, see, this is the... Last thing I want to have to worry about during quarantine. She came to my house, actually. Okay. Okay. Because, like, it was funny because Sean's like, you're going to get her in trouble. And I was like, no, Sean. I was like, all hairstylists are doing this right now because, like, they need money. They're paying for rent. So they're like, how are we supposed to still pay for rent when we're not getting literally any business? And just, like, getting the little money they can if they can. Now, you're in California. Yeah. So it's a little different than in Las Vegas. It's like, I feel like they've definitely been, like, let's be honest, like, everyone's sick and tired of this, but I think everyone's almost starting not to rebel, but, like, in a sense of, like, everyone's, like, getting tired of sitting in their homes, and, like, you can tell the streets getting way more packed with cars, lots more people walking like used to there's just like one couple walking on the street whereas now there's like families with families along every street I started going on more drives just to get out of my house because I was tired of being in my house for six weeks and not really doing anything because I was scared so I started going on drives just to get out and that's exactly it like I'm seeing most people are social distancing, putting six feet in between people right. that are in their own household. But then I was starting to see, like, now I'm starting to see people getting closer and closer to other people, to strangers. It's scary. Because <laughs> we're not there yet. We yeah, are, literally. I, I just feel like it's not that everyone doesn't believe that this is real. It's more like, People, I think, are sick and tired of hearing, like, two weeks. Okay, another two weeks. Like, personally, I would rather hear, all right, for the next six months, we're going to be like this. So, pack your bags, sit home. And then that way, people can actually plan out their day or, you know, their lives. Like, some people have vacations planned or weddings or whatever it is. And, like, the fact that we keep hearing two weeks is, like, giving people hope. But it's, like, just tell us the whole duration, you know? Yeah, and I think because nobody really knows anything about this, like everything that we know about it is something brand new that nobody has ever heard of before. Anyway, I would love to see you do your hair one day. Like even if it's just highlights or (laughs) something. It doesn't have to be like major, like you go blue, but like... I've honestly always thought about getting highlights and stuff, but now especially... You know, with this whole situation, I'm blessed that I'd never have done it because, like, like literally people are starting to look like crazy with their hair grown out or, like, just gray hair showing. Like, my no, mom was saying, it's like, everyone's starting to be going to look like a cuckoo head or something, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, at this point, like, 
no one has any idea when they're going to turn back to looking normal. No, that's so true. I have no nails. I haven't had a time when I just had my natural nails since I was 16. Like I've had acrylics or gel every single day since I was 16. No way. Mm -hmm. And it's really bad for my nails. Gel is not as bad as acrylics, um, but I've had mainly mainly acrylics. So it was horrible for my hands, like horrible for my fingers. How are Um, your fingers alive still? (laughs) I mean, without acrylics, my nails are really, really thin. So acrylics made me feel like I had something there. And now they're getting back to health. Like they're, they're getting back their health. So I, I mean, I'm looking down and I'm like, um, you actually are growing and you look healthy and you're not torn apart. And I was having hangnails all the time just because I was not used to having my regular nails. Wow. And now that those are gone and I just, it feels weird, but they look great. (laughs) I know. I feel that. I literally would took, it took me four hours, like before I had left Vegas and I took off my nails and it literally took me four hours one day because I was literally filing it with a filer. Um, Wait, acrylics? I had hard gel. It's like a new form of gel. I don't know if you've ever tried it yet. But it's almost like acrylics, but it's a little healthier for you and it lasts longer. Okay. But it's, so basically hard gel, it like is on your natural nail bed. But I also had like a little bit of like a tip extension on it because my nails at the time were shorter and I wanted them to look long. And so obviously when we went into quarantine, I still had those nails and I was like, oh boy. So I was literally sitting in my house filing my nails and then also having to clip off the extensions. It was probably the worst pain I've ever felt because like I had to clip off the extension of my like on the tip of my nail and then I had to basically literally peel it off. Oh, you know what? That does hurt because when I was taking off my acrylics, like I had two nails that were just not like two acrylics that were just not coming off. And the same thing, I had tips on because that's what they do with acrylics. They clip down mm-hmm. your nails and then put the, the extensions on. So I was taking off these two and the exact same thing. I was peeling them off and it takes the nail with it because the glue sticks to it. Mm-hmm. And it rips. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. You're literally the struggles of being a girl. Honestly, I have no <laughs> lashes because I get lash extensions. I have no lashes. I have no nails. My hair is being done by myself. <laughs> like, I, I mean, everyone's just gotten to that point that they're going to look crazy or be creative during this time and learn how to cut their own hair and do their own nails. I've seen a lot of my friends do it and they, they like it. I mean, coloring it, live your best life. Like, honestly, what's the worst that can happen? It'll grow out, whatever. Right. With cutting it, I will never take scissors to my own hair. Never. <laughs> Ever. Never, ever, Daria. There was a time when I walked into the bathroom and I had scissors in my hand and I was about to cut myself some bangs. And I was like, I stopped myself. I stopped myself. I was like, you know what? I've gone crazy, but not this crazy. That's hilarious. It's awful. (laughs) That's so funny. I know. Jeez, it's crazy. 
Can you imagine? I just show up to free for all one day and you're like, what? Is that Kira on that computer screen? Like, are you okay? Hey, they can either turn out really good or just really bad. You could, there's no middle, I feel like, when you get bangs. No. And if they turned out really bad, I would just clip them back. (laughs) You'd be like, why is your forehead bigger today? I don't get it. You have like a mini little poof. like. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, but you cut your hair, right? I mean, you get trims. Do you get like layers or anything, or do you? Yeah, just... I get I get layers, and usually when I get my hair done, it would. I like it when it like face frames or whatever, like the bangs, so at least it gives it some shape. And my hair is naturally already like thicker, so when I get layers, at least it gives it some volume, which is nice. But um, yeah, I mean, I usually just cut my hair either really short sometimes, or it just usually stays the same length. I've just, yeah, I think over the years I've just gone, like, you know, short haircuts, long haircuts, or just, like, I've gone bangs once, and that turned out kind of crazy, but um, overall, yeah, I've never done anything too wild to my hair, like, diet or anything. Good for you, girl. I was starting to dye my hair at 13. Dang. Yeah, don't do it. I'm so, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of everybody who did not give in to that. Right. Honestly, now I think is better because you're a little bit older and you can, you know, decide things for yourself better. Right. But when I was 13, I was like, yeah, let's go Auburn. Let's go blonde. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) So I opened it up on Instagram to see if anybody on there wanted to know anything about us. So we're going to start with those. First one is, what is something you've learned in life so far? Hmm. I mean, I feel like everyone has learned this now, but I feel like definitely don't take life for granted because um, who knew that we'd be stuck in our house for two houses for two months. Um, But I think I've just learned that from like a young age, like don't take life for granted and life is too short because I've dealt with like family losses, um, like really close people, like my dad passed away two years ago. And I think it's just, from the start, I guess from a young age, I've dealt with like people passing away or like other things in life. So I've learned definitely don't take life for granted. And it's not um, ever going to be the same once you like deal with something like that. And even now, like we're literally all stuck in our houses and cannot go back to normal life. So I feel like just those little things that we all look forward to doing, like we were talking about earlier, like getting your hair done or whatever it was it's like you literally can't do that um so I think yeah I've learned that from a young age and even more now I think it's hard being like in our 20s and you can't really do anything fun right now for sure I feel like a lot of people are going to be making some changes to how they view life and how they are living their life I definitely will be having a new perspective on things. I, before this, was not, I was caring too much. Like, I put all of my effort into one thing. Aside from that, like, I was second-guessing everything. I was caring way too much about every decision, every little thought, decision, action. I was, like, thinking way, like, way overthinking. What I've learned from life, especially now, is not to care as much don't give so much of an f but now it's really sunken in i will not take life for granted and i will not second guess and overthink every little decision and every little thought and i'll just live 
you know, because you shouldn't waste it. I feel like for all of us, we, like, we're always on a go, go, go schedule that it almost was, like, a weird, like, stop and pause in our life that we were, like, wait, like, I don't know what it's like to sit at home. Like, we all used to, like, um, I'm sure you were the same, but, like, go to school, go to work, go to do this, go do that, volunteer, do this, or, like, random things that I feel like our schedules were made out from, like, 9 in the morning to, like, 10 p.m., and all you would know to do is do all those things and then get home and sleep, whereas now it's, like, you're literally just at your home, maybe doing the exact same thing or maybe not, but it's, like, we all feel so, I guess for some people, this is a good way to just take a pause in life, and then for some, it's, like, they just can't wait to get back. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, the next question is, what is your career ambition? Hmm. I think we have similar ambitions. Yeah. Like career goals, like in life, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, I what do you want to do? It's interesting, like, you ask, because, like, when I was a little girl, I, I've always thought about, like, doing what we're doing now. Like, journalism, being in front of the camera, you know, doing whatever to, like, be on that front, you know, side of the camera. And as a kid, I always dreamed of being a news anchor. And I was like, yep, that's what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to school for that. Like, I can't wait to complete that goal. And then slowly and slowly, I feel like if it wasn't for, like, internships and just random volunteer stuff that I did, it made me realize, like, what I was really passionate about. And it wasn't that necessarily um, because I'm a very, like, happy person. And I love being, like, involved, like, in the scene, whatever it is. And I kind of transitioned into more of entertainment and sports genre, which I think is what a lot of people like, like to relate to. Um, Just because like, you know, entertainment's trendy and like everything's always something new with entertainment and sports. And then I think it was my college years and I was like, you know, this is what I like to do. And I kind of like canceled out the news anchor dream. And I was like, I want to be I had, like, a literally a realization, like, last year was, and I was, like, I would love to be, like, a sports arena host. Like, that would probably be, like, a lifelong dream that I want to accomplish, whether that's, like, in a couple years or, like, maybe, I don't know, next year. But I definitely would love to do that. I think that I just, I wasn't grown up in, like, a sports family. So, like, it's definitely interesting to me how I've transitioned to this. Um, but I think over the years of just being involved with sports during my college years, I've realized that's the route I want to go. And I hope I can accomplish that. That's awesome. I honestly didn't know that, but <laughs> I could totally see it. I, we have similar ambitions as far as like going into media of some sort, but my entire life, I never, I, I never even thought about doing that until recently. I started out wanting to be an astronaut or a pilot until I was 10 and then I wanted to be a teacher but I didn't really want to be a teacher I just used that as a cover-up because I didn't really know what I wanted to do (laughs) and then I wanted to be an actress so while I was in school to become a theater teacher I was also going to school to become an actress and I had this plan to move to New York and just you know live the aspiring actress life um and then all of a sudden I got this radio job and that all 
went to the back parts of my brain. I totally just left it to the side and was like, no, I want to be a full-time radio on air somewhere, have a side of TV. I want to be in entertainment news. I like have this entire new ambition. Uh, I put all of my effort into this, which is how I knew that it was what I wanted to do with my life because I just put 100% into it. And it's weird because nobody saw it coming. Nobody in my family saw it coming. I love that. Like, I feel like it's so different, like going from, like you said, like astronaut pilot thought to now on-air camera work or radio work, which is like the literally the total opposite. But it's so funny how like through your life, you know, years, it just changes. And it's weird to think that like, you know, both of us, we met through basically media work. So it's, it's cool how like everyone's paths kind of like connect through it all because I feel like you learn and I feel like so many people in media have the same ambitions and have always thought about it but they never knew it was possible to get there you know that's why I say everything happens for a reason I've literally lived by that for so long and it is so true yeah everything does happen for a reason for sure um so with that have you had an aha moment and if so what was it Mm. um I think we kind of like touched on this but it was uh it was literally last year I was uh so we both go to UNLV obviously and in the journalism department um there's a couple of different routes you can go you know there's like broadcast PR um or you can go like marketing, whatever you kind of want to do. But I chose like the broadcasting route. And in the beginning, like I said, even when I started at UNLV, I was a transfer student. So I only had two years to really do it all. And my first semester, I was like, still like, yeah, like news. Yeah, news. And then I kept like thinking to myself, like, this is not what I'm passionate about. Um, Because we all know news is the same kind of thing. You know, it's kind of like the harsh news or whether it's somewhat okay but it's usually more harsh and I was like I'm not about that and then I started taking like I said more sports classes and I was like if it wasn't for this one professor at UNLV um I honestly don't know where I'd be today because he has been so helpful and he he knows everyone in Las Vegas and he was such a great professor that that was when I realized I was like this is my aha moment and I this was when I started making a YouTube channel um, and I started posting my content of sports related stuff. And I was like, you know, like, this is what I'm passionate about. Like, I never get bored of like entertainment slash sports. Like I said, there's always something new happening. Like you never see the same game replayed. I mean, Matt now maybe, but you know, like in real life, you never see the same game on a Sunday night. Um, right. And so I was like, this is what I like. Like, I like being on the field with, like, the crowd or, like, the game. Like, it was just, like, the atmosphere. And, yeah, I think if I never took these courses at UNLV and met this one professor, I don't know where I'd be today. But, yeah, I owe it all to that one class that kind of helped me realize my aha moment. Yeah. Um. I have a similar one, I guess. It doesn't have to do with school, though. My aha moment was when I was first on Free For All, the very first episode I was ever on, I was quiet and in a shell still. I didn't even know who I was. And after that show was over, 
I thought to myself, this is what I want to do. This is it. I want to talk for a living. And I wanted to, um, you know, be a light in people's darkness. So Wow, I, I love I that. That's awesome. That's like a cool, I like these aha moments. I like hearing people's stories because I feel like that's what makes people who they are. For sure. So speaking of making us who we are, what is your favorite music genre and song? Ooh. Huh. Okay. I feel like not everyone likes my music genre, but there's still like a large population that does like I never grew up really listening to country music um and I it was in high school that all my friends just kept telling me to and I was like why like this is just weird um and then I just started listening to country music and it's just something about country that I feel like is so I don't know relatable like some people you know make fun of it but I don't know, it's just so soothing. Sometimes it's super fun to listen to, or it's super, like I said, relaxing. Um, but I don't know, I just have grown a passion to love country. And I guess a favorite song, hmm, I have no idea. I like literally all their songs. I would guess any song from Dan and Shay is probably my favorite in country. But yeah, I don't know, something about country that I just grew a passion for. I even went to Stagecoach talking about country. Oh, and wow. It was probably like the best weekend of my life um everyone there is just there to listen to the music and it was just so much fun so I find it really soothing I grew up with certain country artists because my mom was such a big fan for me I think that so I have I know my favorite song my favorite song has not changed since I was six years old my favorite song is Oh What a Night or December 63 by Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons okay I like that song I it's my absolute it's such a feel-good song like every single time I hear it on I just have to dance to it yeah oh I watched this PBS special uh, it was like disco disco night or something I had all these different artists on and he was one of them Frankie was one of them it was awesome I was six years old I had broken my arm at school oh no I yeah no me and broken bones okay first off let me just say me and broken bones I don't know what's wrong with me <laughs> like I'm That's so funny it's it's so bad. I'm so clumsy. I was six years old and I broke my elbow and my wrist trying to be Kim Possible <laughs> on a playground. I was swinging on the pull-up bars and I let go thinking I could land on my feet just fine like Kim Possible and I landed on my elbow and cracked my wrist. Oh no. It was so bad. Um, I had a cast from the tips of my fingers all the way to my shoulder. Wow. It was was great. But yeah, getting back to my favorite music, I don't remember a time when December 63 was not my favorite song. I really don't. And um, my favorite genre is between oldies, like what Frankie Valli's songs would be categorized as, like the oldies, the golden golden era, or alternative. Hmm. That's interesting. I like it. I like those two mix of choices for sure. And I agree. You get, I just feel like that song is just, you can't dance. If you can't dance to that, it's just weird. It's like, it just gives you some like feel to you that you just got to move. 
seriously it's such a feel-good song isn't it I love it I don't know there's just something too about his voice Frankie's voice is just he can use his falsetto and he can you know he's he just turned 85 I think and he can still hit those notes I saw him live last year I believe it was last year and he still had it he Good still had him. it. Yeah, it was incredible. What really makes you angry? Hmm. I almost think of like when I get angry, like just what's my biggest pet pee in a sense? Pet okay. Pee? Yeah. Okay. Because, okay, this is my biggest thing that bothers me is when, um, is when I'm trying to get a hold of someone on text. Because, okay, personally, who likes to text a bunch of people? Like, I usually like to call because it's just so much easier, you know, and nowadays being remote, like, that's the only way to get a hold of people is either text or call them because, like, we're not able to see people. So, my biggest pet peeve is that when I text somebody and they take so long to respond, but then I see them post something on social media. That's okay. Because... I'm that type of person, like, don't get me wrong, we have a lot going on, but who personally is not on their phones right now, or at least on a computer? Like, we all know before you go to bed, you're going to look at your phone. Yeah. So, that, I think that's my biggest thing, is that's when I get angry, because sometimes it's like an emergency, you know, whether it's work-related, school-related, or literally an emergency, but... um yeah, I think that's my biggest thing that I don't even know angry is the good word, but just get frustrated with people because I'm like, I see you reading my message or <laughs> I know you answered in your head, but you never replied. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's something that's always been a big, like, frustration of mine is when people just don't respond because I know if I see them like posting something on social media, I'm like, OK, well, you're obviously on your phone then. So, yeah, I don't know. That's something that always has triggered me. I feel like I can relate a little bit. I have been on both sides of that. I've been the one who sends the message. And for certain people, I'm like, why aren't you responding to me? And you are, you know, on all these other social medias posting. Like, why aren't you responding? But then I've also been on the side where I forget to respond or I looked at it and typed out a message and didn't push send. And then hours later, I'm like, oh, I just never pushed send. Great. Um, cause that really does happen. People think that people are lying about that and it really does happen. You forget to push send and then you're like, oh, well, huh. it's 24 no, hours I later. I um, that. so yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. And I, uh, I totally agree. My, I don't get angry. I don't get mad. I, um, it's, it's interesting because some people think I get mad and I really don't, uh, <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't, if I am on the verge of getting mad, I start to cry. <laughs> so I never really let myself get mad um, because I don't like crying, but I Same. do have pet peeves. So um, my, my major pet peeve, I don't like when people chew with their mouth open, but I feel like a lot of people have that where they just don't <laughs> like that sound. Like, Last episode, Angie was drinking her coffee into the mic. 
and she was gulping. Oh, no. <laughs> she was gulping, and she spit it out at one point into her cup, and you could hear the splash. Ooh, oh, it was so bad. Oh, man. And then I just, I know certain people, they chew with their mouth open. They just don't think they do. Or they use a lot of spit with their mouth closed, and you can hear the sloshing. Oh, no. Or, like, chewing with your, like, chewing gum. That's, like, another thing. Oh. It's, like, when you're just munch, like, munching, munching on the gum. <laughs> like it's, like, I don't even know how to even reenact it, but yeah. it's definitely cringy. It's definitely annoying. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. like it. And it's weird for me because, yeah, chewing gum, like chomping on gum is definitely something that annoys me in that aspect. But I can't chew gum. Like, I'm allergic to gum. So I have never. What? I can never even. I can't even relate to chewing on gum. So I can't be, you know, I can't be like, oh, yeah, no, that's I get it. Like, I totally get it. You just have to chew it like that. I, I don't know that, so... <laughs> You've I don't never have... chewed gum? Mm-mm. I'm, well, I chewed gum... The last time I chewed gum, I was three years old. And uh, I threw up everywhere, and my stomach felt like it was in knots, and I felt like I was getting stabbed. <laughs> no way! So I just have been too gun-shy to actually try chewing it again. Wow. Yeah. And I actually remember it. Like, I remember being on the playground at daycare and chewing gum and being like, oh, yeah, no, this is so cool. Like, oh, my gosh. And then I remember throwing up in the classroom, going back in from the playground and, like, having my stomach in knots. Yeah. So I've just been too gun shy. I'm allergic to a lot, though. So you know what? It's fine. It's part of my brand. Literally, <laughs> one more thing you can't eat or drink. It's fine. You know, my brand, it, it's fine. It's totally fine. I I don't need bananas or gum or melon or air. You know, just nothing. Just chew on some lettuce. <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can just chew on some lettuce, some celery. Literally, wow, that's crazy. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's It's strange though too because you would think that after a while I would grow out of certain things like I grew out of I used to be allergic to hazelnuts and pecans and I grew out of those yeah yeah and I grew out of those one of my friends um from middle school we're still super close he was he's always been super allergic to peanut butter and like you know peanuts or whatever it was he just had a really bad peanut allergy and he was one of those cases where it was like even if you like if your breath smells like it or if he like touches it like he would have allergic reaction and need his like EpiPen mm-hmm. whereas you know some are a little less um intense but yeah I just remember he, him recently he went to like you know how like they you can go to the doctors and they'll start feeding you like what you're actually allergic to to see if you can um what's the word I'm trying to look for it's like you basically can be immune to it now but yeah, I guess he tried doing that for because I know it's like a, a process to do, but he was saying it still didn't work to try actually eating peanuts or peanut butter and he just never became immune to it. So I know he's trying to work on it because definitely who wants to have allergies? Like it's so hard to be like, especially when you're, you're in class and you're like, 
oh yeah, I have a peanut allergy. No one touched me. You know, like you can't really like tell people. That's so, exactly it. And it's embarrassing too. Like I've never had a peanut allergy. So, and that's the, I think that's the most popular allergy is peanuts wow. or nuts in general. <laughs> um, but like, that's how I am with bananas. That's and, crazy. Yeah. and that's hard. Cause like so many people eat bananas. Like, let's be honest. Like I've probably seen everyone eat a banana in one of my classes. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> College is stressful for somebody who's allergic to bananas. Let me tell yeah. you, it's so stressful. I walk into a classroom and I see somebody peel it and I'm like, um, I guess I'm not going to class today. So I'm just going to leave. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that a couple times where I see somebody with it. I'm like, I, I don't, I can't explain it to you right now. I'm just going to leave and send the professor an email because I can't be here. Um, and it's so hard because some people may not believe you. Exactly. Oh, that is the absolute worst. I cannot. How do you know somebody's not telling the truth about an allergy? If one, you don't know them. So you don't know anything about them. You don't know anything about their experiences or what they've been through. And two, even if you've never heard it, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You know, I've gotten so many people who are like, oh, you're your mom just told you you were allergic, so you can't really be allergic. Or did you really experience those things? I don't think it's that severe. And I'm like, oh, really? Really? Do you want to test it and pay my hospital bills? Because otherwise, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) You're like, yeah, I just like to not eat bananas. Yeah, you know what? I just really (laughs) don't like it. I really just don't like all of these foods that keep other people alive because they're healthy foods yeah no totally 100 percent. that's crazy it's it's insane it's even more like there are some don't get me wrong there are some people that are so understanding like I was on an airplane one time and I was going somewhere by myself the lady next to me started pulling out a banana oh no and I politely was like hey because um, on an airplane, there's nowhere to go. I can't just get up. Right. Um, so I was like, excuse me, you know, politely just asking her to put it away um, because I was allergic. And she goes, oh, no, no, absolutely. And she put it, puts it in a Ziploc baggie and puts it in her bag. She was like sanitizing her hands and everything. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. You wouldn't believe how many people just don't believe me. And she's like, no, 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 I'm a nurse. And I can totally tell you that I've seen so many allergies go wrong and so many people, you know, get severe reactions to unbelievable things so I totally get it I was like yes best case scenario wow well yeah especially on an airplane like what are you supposed to do like nothing I can't just jump out (laughs) yeah (laughs) you can't go in the back of the plane because it's not going to make it any better it's still going to be the same like you know what's circulation in there Exactly. So it's the same air and it, I, you know, I can't have any contact with it. So if she peels it and it uses the same air in the airplane, I'm still going to get it. You know, it's just. That makes sense. I, I don't know. I got pink drinks and allergies. That's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, good brand. Just keep it going, you know. <laughs> well, one, thank you for having me on your show. And two, um, just. Honestly, words of advice for people, just don't ever give up on your dreams, you know, continue like fighting for what you're passionate 
before and you'll get there one day. I mean, even for me and Kira, I feel like we still have dreams to, um, you know, achieve, but I feel like all of us, we got to do something that maybe we're not so passionate about in order to achieve like what we want. And I feel like that's what I've kind of learned throughout my college days now that it's coming to an end in literally two weeks, which is crazy. I'll be done with college forever, but um, honestly, just take every opportunity you can get. And even if it's an internship, non-paid, paid, whatever it is, it may not be something you like, but that connection can definitely help for further opportunity down the road for sure. And I think that's what I've learned. Definitely just not even my two years at UNLV, but just in life in general is that one volunteer gig can help you get your next like amazing job so that's definitely some words of advice I've learned throughout my years and I'm still learning but yeah absolutely thank you so much for joining me Daria and thank you for listening a new episode is uploaded every Friday at noon so make sure you keep an eye out every week you can follow Daria at Daria Bossi and you can follow me on all socials at Kira K Radio this is finding my perfect awkward until next week see ya